Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian. Yes, sir. I hope you can hear that music in the background. I can. <laughs> That's the kind of show that we're going to have tonight. Woo! I'll say the same thing. I tell you what, we're going to have a good time, man. We are going to have a wonderful, wonderful time. I tell you what, I'm just so glad to have everybody in tonight, Brian. We have a show. We're going to talk about some things that a lot of people are afraid to touch. And, Brian, I think I'm going to be a little bit more careful tonight on some of the things that we talk about and how I answer those things. What about you? Uh, I'm going to be pretty much the same. (laughs) Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. We're in trouble. (laughs) But you know what? I, I really believe that in today, today's date, this this time, a lot of women and a lot of men are, you know, they're out dating. We just had Valentine's Day. Do you think people are missing the real message when they, when it comes to dating and what they should look for and what they should, you know, expect from their man? We're talking about women tonight. We'll do another show about men, but mainly we're talking about uh, women tonight. You know, that's such a a a big how how do I want to say it? that's such a broad question to ask, you know, what do you want? You know, I think if we break it down and you know ask specific questions about what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know, men they try to please their women, but they don't want know what the women want. Mm. You know, and so I think if 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 women would give the men, you know, some type of idea mm-hmm. of whether they're in the ballpark or they out of left field or they haven't even come to the ballpark at all, you know, <laughs> it, it it would help men to, you know, to try to, I don't want to say please their women, but to at least be sensitive to their needs. Right. So what you're saying is women should be a little bit more upfront and they should voice their their need or their voice their want from this man. They shouldn't uh make us assume what we think they want. Yeah, you know, I, I think that you know, there's nothing wrong with us sort of like guessing and trying to see ways, you know, that we could come up with to please you or to make you happy or to satisfy you or whatever. You know, there's nothing with, you know, surprising you with something or you know, seeing if that will make you happy. But, uh, you know, just like with everything, I think you need some type of instruction, direction, you know, put me in the right path, on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm supposed to, you know, be on the left side and I'm always on the right side, 
You know, mm-hmm. let me know I'm in the, I'm on the wrong side. Right. But you know what, Brian? We hear a lot of men. We hear them say all the time, "The relationship didn't work. I had to get out of the relationship." And you ask the question, "Well, what happened?" Oh, she wanted too much. She wanted too much. Well, what is too much? Why can't a woman want the 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 best? Why can't she push that man to be the best and respect nothing less than that? Well, you know, it's a fine line because when you say, you know, pushing that man, see, not every man wants to be pushed or needs to be pushed. Sometimes all we need is a little nudge, and we know how to move, you know, we know how to go the rest of the way, but I think what happens is, you know, and this is just my opinion, I think what happens is men, you know, when they're looking for that direction, the women push, and they say, hey, <laughs> you pushed me, you know, and because the women are really trying to get their needs met, and the man does not know how to meet them, so naturally the woman pushes to see if that man's going to, you know, respond, mm-hmm. and instead of the man responding, he says, I don't like being pushed. Mm-hmm. And so he responds in a negative way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's sort of like, you know, when you're on the playground, if you're, if you're playing with your friends, you're having the ball. But if somebody pushes you a little too hard, then, you know, typically you want to push back. Yes, yes. You know what, Brian, let, let's bring our caller in. I, I, I want to I wanna say something, but I want to bring her in first. All right, let's do that. Caller from the 770. I think I might have hung up on him. Let's see. Yeah, you did. 770, are you there? Uh, no, I hung yeah, up on you him. Lost, you lost him. She'll call back. She'll call I apologize. Back. Call back. <laughs> well, hey, you starting off wrong already tonight. You said you I'm just trying yourself. to get in the, I'm just trying to get ready, you know. Well, you know what? I, I hope that wasn't a woman that you just hung up on because she probably oh, called to. Lord, that is the last. Brothers. The last thing you want to do is hang up on a woman. Oh. That well, is the absolute it. last thing. This is Greg. I didn't do it. I'm not touching the switchboard, so I didn't do it. If you know you want to complain, it's Brian. Brian, Brian hung up on her just to do it. Just, just so. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. I, um, Greg, you ought to be ashamed yourself. Well, I'm just saying, you, you hung up on the woman, and she called in. I'm sure she's got some valid points that she wants to make, and you hanging up on her. Man, I mean, we can't hit on the women tonight. Caller from the 770 area code, I apologize for hanging up on you. <laughs> you oh, you're in trouble. You heard that laugh, right? You're in trouble. <laughs> is that a is that a your safe laugh, or is that a, I better get off the radio laugh? You're safe. Oh, oh thank good, you, Lord. Good. Thank you. That's D. Hey, How you D. Doing, D. Hey. D, you know what? what the, tonight's topic, Brian, give out tonight's topic. We didn't, We never gave it out. Tonight's topic is, ladies, what do you want from your man? Dee, mm. before you called in, I don't know if you could hear us or not, but we were talking about some things that women want from their man and uh, just just chitting and chatting around with a lot of men that have gone through relationships and they tell you, well, I'm no longer dating so-and-so. Well, what happened? She wanted too much. And I asked the question of Ryan, uh, is, it the, is it that the woman – is wanting too much? Is something wrong with her from wanting too much and expecting nothing but the best? Is she wrong for wanting that? You're asking me. Yes. I think I want, I want your opinion. Yes. I think I think there are two things involved. 
Um, one, on one hand, um, I think um, for women, we we know what we want, but we don't. And I, I'm forced not to say this because I have a twin brother, so I see this, and um, and I have a lot of girlfriends um, and guy friends, so I hear and see both sides, but. <clears throat> Women want the best, but sometimes we don't know what the best is. And so we have been um, dating or seeing men who weren't the best for us. And then they have did exactly what they were going to do. They weren't the best for us. So now we have this um, thing, the more we've dated or the older we get, where now we're coming to the guy uh, um, demanding him be a man instead of, approaching him and getting to know him and then saying, okay, he is a man. Instead, we're coming and saying, you you got to be a man to be with me. Instead of, if he's not a man, I'm not going to deal with him. I don't know if, if I'm confusing you no, no, by no, no. saying that. But um, we come, you know, we've had a guy, I, you know, I have some girlfriends, we, we've dated a guy, we've been with a guy, and... He's led us on for a while. He really hasn't led us on. He kind of told us what he was going to do. And then we keep getting into those same kind of relationships. So then once we get older, we have this guard up. So once a guy comes along, he could be a great guy. We won't give him the chance to be who he needs to be. We're going to already um, want, I'm, I'm looking to get married, I'm looking to have kids. Uh, do you want to have get married? Do you want to have kids? And it's just too much too soon. Um but at the same point, I'm, I'm not a dater. I don't. I went on a, a man fast last year, so I um. <laughs> and it, it worked well. <laughs> a man fast. I went on a man wow. fast, but that was first. <laughs> but it it worked it worked pretty well for me, and okay. I have a lot of I have a lot of guy friends, but I'm not dating, um, because <clears throat> I don't think. I really don't think I need. I really don't think I need to at this point. If I befriend a guy um, and we become friends, and he's a Christian guy, and he likes, we're great friends, and then he's also attracted to me, he's gonna come to me. Either we're gonna be friends, or I want to be more than friends, and I'm, I'm and I want to be something serious. So I don't think I have to. I don't feel like I'm. I'm playing games or, or with the, I don't have that in my mind anymore. It's just you're either going to be my friend or you're going to be um, my husband. And I don't have that kind of stress about it. Because mm. from what I've um, experienced, um, not just from dating, but from my guy friends and my brother, is a guy knows the girl he wants to marry, you know. And yeah. if I'm not the girl, you know, I could be, it's the girl who knows the girl. You know, right. I, there's no reason for me to stress myself out and ruin a good friendship when we were just supposed to be friends. So you, so, so you think a lot of women uh, are in relationships right now, and the man know that he's not, he's never going to marry her, but she's trying to hang in there in hopes that he would. Yeah. Wow. wow. Brian, I think I think you had a question, Brian. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, she brings up an interesting point. You know, when she puts that Christian spin on it, you know, I think the relationship as, you know, if, you, if you're if you talking about two Christians who are in a meaningful relationship, you know, 
that next level has to be marriage. It can't be okay. We're going to sleep together because then that's not that's not the way that Christians are supposed to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I, and I think what happens is some people have never been taught how to be in relationships, and so because they haven't been taught how to be in a relationship, they don't know one when they see it, and they don't understand the 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 rules of relationship, the boundaries that have to be set in relationships, and those type of relationships that that go to that particular next level, they don't know what that next level means, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's why, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why this show is a great show to discuss this whole issue of what do women want from men? Because, you know, in my opinion, I think you're right on point. Sometimes they don't know what they want, but they know they want something. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. D, I'm, I'm going to say this, and you hear you hear women say this all the time. I want a God-fearing man. Mm-hmm. Do they re- do they really want that? Because if they if, if if they run across a God-fearing man, a lot of things that they think, you know they thought that they were doing in a relationship, they can't mm-hmm. do that. Right. Now, do you think they will still say, okay, this is the God-fearing man that I want. These are the qualities that he, you know, he's putting out there. I can't do this. We can't do that. And mm-hmm. what kind of relationship is this? Is this a boring relationship because we can't do these things because he's so God-fearing? What What is it? I think it's uh, spiritual immaturity. Um, I think um, if... If when a woman says they want a godly man, or or a man says they want a godly woman, it it can kind of go both ways. But if when a woman says she wants a godly man, um, she has to mean it and know what it means. And uh, some women don't because um, we have been in relationships with men in church who say they um, are Christians and they could be based in Christ, or they could just be straddling the fence and they're having sex and they are Christians, and so. They get um, they get their bearings off. I think a lot of women um, bearings are off as far as about being a woman and femininity and what we um, the things we really should be focusing on um, outside of. We shouldn't be trying to manage the relationship. Um, we should let the man lead the relationship, and if we are leading in our homes or outside in corporate or our business, um, we don't have the, the spiritual maturity to say, okay, this is, um, this is my job, now I'm coming home, or I can't be, I, to know how to cut off, you know, where you need to be, then you do have these issues. But, yeah, if you have, you want to be with a godly man, and that, that's a part of my man fast. Um, I haven't had much of an issue of meeting a guy and, um uh, being, you know, having a, a uh, I live in Atlanta, and people say there's a man shortage. I haven't had much of a challenge with that, with the man shortage thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm southern, so I'm flirty by nature. So, you know, I look at people, I smile at them, and I kind of know at my age if a guy wants to, um, wants my number. So that's not been my issue. But when I said I wanted to have, but I was in a, I was in a, um, I'm a domestic violence survivor. So I said I needed to make some things. I needed to change some things about myself. I don't need to keep drawing that kind of person to me. But I also want to have a, a godly guy. 
So that means I have to operate um, in the same way. I can't um, just be dating or going out with a guy just because I think he's cute and that kind of stuff. I have to actually start living like I, the kind of guy I want to, you know, bring to me. And so I think women say it, but um, are you um, ready to do what you need to do um, to receive the godly man? And then when once he's there, um, are you going to humble, be a little humble um, with yourself and let him lead the relationship? Because he really has to be the, the spiritual head, even in the relationship part. And I think we kind of don't give them the credit um, to do that. Yes. I know Brian just jumping at the bit to say something. Go ahead, Brian. You know, I was just I know. out loud here, but I was, you know, and I've actually just sent that message over to Greg through I am that, you know, she doesn't deserve what she went through. And, you know, I think that's what happens to a lot of women that when they go through an issue like domestic violence, that it kind of hardens them. And I'm not saying that's what happened to you, Dee, but I'm just saying it kind of hardens them to the idea of having a particular type of man because they think they're going to draw the same type or they don't want to go through that type. And so they they just cross all men off, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not realizing that they could be, you know, missing out on that man who wouldn't beat on them, who wouldn't do them like that. But I think it's more so because they do draw those type of men and they haven't gone on that man fast, like you call it, where they just sit back and reevaluate the type of person they are and the type of person that they're drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have found that, you know, most women who go through domestic violence, there's a pattern mm-hmm. that they've been following that they keep drawing the same type of man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it says you 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 attract. I mean, you attract. You know, that type of man. That's what you're going to draw each time. You know, you're going to put out those same moves, desires. You know, what have you? That's going to attract the same type of people. So until you change your style of way. Or what have you, you know, you're going to keep on attracting the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you're right on point again. Are you our guest tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I think because I'm you have guess. some great insight, you know. Well, I have, I have a twin brother, too, so uh, that, yeah, she, that's she, part she, of it, too. Yeah. I I didn't, I never, um, I wasn't bitter about um, what happened with me um, and my ex um, because I have a great brother, I have a great father. I have great guy friends <clears throat> um, that I've grown up with, and even friends I have now, um, business partners. So um, I didn't write off all men because of you know of this issue, and I seen I seen him gravitate toward from one type of person to what he became, and so. Um, but I I felt last year when when I became single I. I Really thought I was going to be single and taking care of my daughter and getting getting on my feet, but maybe a couple of months after I moved and got myself together, I was I, I found myself with a guy, and there was nothing wrong with him, but I knew I would still be with this guy for three years, seeing him every week for three years, and nothing was gonna. It wasn't going to be good for both of us. It's just we like each other company, and that's not, just not good enough. Right. Um, right. At this point, so. Well, I, I wanted to ask you too. We've we've seen the domestic violence, and I know this show is not about that, but I, I really 
think we need to touch on it a little bit because, and, and of course, this can be another show in itself because it's it's so much going on with it. You know, as as a man, uh, and, and I'm asking you, Brad, I'm asking you this question. As a man, if in a relationship, in a marital relationship, if a man is not being supported, if a man is being talked down to, if a man feels that he's no longer the head of household, and I'm not talking about funds, I'm not talking about monetary, uh, in, that, in that type of way, but I'm saying in, in a way that he's the leader of the house, and something happens, and uh, and let's say the wife is talking down to him, and, and you know, I I I want to say, do you think enough is enough? Do you think that this man is going to snap? Do you think that's where domestic violence, a lot of it, comes from? You know, there's. I think when you have an issue of domestic violence, I think it's something that is generational. You know, I, I truly believe that what happens is that that young man sees someone in his family, uh, you know, have those type of actions or reactions and so they emulate them because they think that that's what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. you know or they see it on tv or they hear it somewhere somewhere it's been poured into their spirit and they hold on to it because that's all they've been taught mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like when you try to tell a little boy don't hit little girls you know and then that little boy sees you hit their mother they're going to say, well, I'm supposed to hit little girls because that's what I saw daddy do, you know, or vice versa, you know, because domestic mm-hmm. violence goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they might see, you know, somebody might say, you know, you're not supposed to fight, but then they see mama, you know, mm-hmm. going upside daddy's head, you know, on a regular basis and they're fighting, mm-hmm. you know. I, I agree. My ex... um his mom passed when he was very young, and it was a domestic violence issue. Mm. And his, um, I met, and and I met him, and met his family, and got to know his family for years. Um, and they never shared that with me <clears throat> um, until after, until the you know incident had that incident happened. And it's says, oh, we didn't think that would affect him because he was a young boy when his mom passed, um, but it didn't. And the same thing, um, what you just said, Brian, when he, um, my ex, he just he pushed me, and that was all I needed. I didn't need no extra, no uh, other kind of roughing, but he pushed me, and I could have pushed him back or um, began to fight with him because I grew up around a lot of boys, and my brother was tough, <laughs> but I didn't because my daughter was there, and I thought, if I push him back, she's going to think that's okay in the house. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. I told him I was going to call the police, and um, he sat down on the step, and the police took him took him away because um, I didn't want her thinking that was it was okay and I wasn't going to let it go right. where, you know, Daddy was upset because I wanted her to see there's adult, there's adult consequences yeah. um, to that kind of behavior, and that's not something we're going to tolerate in the house. And he was, um, he... He did calm down enough and, and thought enough for her to stay and and, and um, go through um, going into jail for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is true. If 
on both sides, uh, they're girls, who, women who get involved in these relationships because they saw their moms and dads um, fighting and carrying on, and they it think seems, it's normal. Right. It seems like women that were raised in the household like this, and their mom was beat on by their father, or their stepdad, or just a boyfriend, or whatever. Why do you think these women go to those types of men? It just seems like it's a never-ending cycle. Uh, if you have a friend that's going through domestic violence, mm-hmm. you can ask the question: Did your mom go through this, or did your dad go through this? You know, wh- where's this coming from, and why are you attracted to these types of men? Is it some sense of security? Of him beating on you because I've heard I've heard people say that. Secured of him hurting you. Well, I've heard women say if he doesn't fight you, that means he doesn't love you. It oh, sounds they, crazy, but I've heard I've heard women say this. I did. I, I've heard I heard it, and I thought it was crazy. I, yeah. I thought they don't they don't know what what you experience in the house, where your husband is one a loose hand. I don't think they. I'm like they they talking from somewhere they have never been. It's yeah. it's, it's and but people do hear that. I don't know because I that's that's foreign language to me. Because <laughs> like I said, I experienced you know um, he went through um, church counseling. Um, the county had a family violence project. He went through all that. But I, after that incident, I could ne- I never felt safe. And I and our daughter never felt safe, mm-hmm. and um, so it came down to I have to you know protect her because she was um, her health and her schoolwork was suffering because she wasn't sleeping. She was staying up watching the house all night. Right. So and I don't Brian, think. Yeah, and Brian and I we we talk all the time, and, we, and this is one of the topics I want Brian to touch on it because. You know, he 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 told me some things, uh, some things that were happening with his friends. Uh, as far as the domestic violence issue mm-hmm. goes, and it just seems like, again, it just seems like it's a cycle that the woman in the relationship, she she either saw her mom go through it or she saw something, and it just seems like it's okay for her to live that life and not try to live a better life and get someone that's not going to do that to her. But, Brian, I want you to yeah. touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I have someone uh, that's uh, very close to me, and they're going through that. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, it's difficult to try to talk with them because, you know, they don't want to own up to the fact that, look, this person that you think loves you does not love you because, you know, this person is constantly beating on them. They'll call the police. Mm-hmm. Then they'll tell the police nothing happened. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. And it's like back and forth, and the person threatens her, threatens her children, and so forth. And it's like she will take up for that person. Because she says, he loves me. He really does love me. He told me. And I was like, uh, love don't bat, don't bat your head in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, how do you break the cycle? Because this person had, you know, had been, it's basically, the, it's a generational cycle. Mm-hmm. They've seen their mother go through that. And so then, and then their mother never left. Their mother stayed there. Their mother endured it for a number of years before she finally said, okay, I'm done. You know, but that was during the years they were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, of course, that's what she saw. And that's what she was used to. And so, you know, it's just been a cycle for her. 
where every man that she gets involved with beats her up, tells her he loves her. She goes back to him, beats her up some more. Then finally she'll get tired of that and go to the next man. Next man does the same thing to her, beats her up. And it's like, okay, when are you going to learn this thing? And it's and they do it all under the disguise of this word called love. Mm-hmm. And there's something she's getting out of it. There's there's something out of that kind of relationship that she's she's getting some kind of payback from it as she keeps going into it. Um, I thought maybe you know her religious religious affiliation was something because my ex was Catholic. And um, my his family would, you know, they would call me and beg me to take, you know, if you can't divorce, you can't do this. And <clears throat> and I grew up Southern Baptist and Missionary Baptist, so it was like you can't divorce. But um, I had, I went through, we went through, the, we went through church. Um, uh, we went through a church uh, family violence project, and he just wasn't. He just wasn't coming around, but we separated. He didn't stay in the house um, during that time. And then um, when he came back, it just wasn't. It just to me, it just felt like there was a spirit that came in with him, and we just could not rest in the house. And I said, "We can't. I can't do this." But with her, she's there's something she's there's something she's getting. Um, maybe it's the attention, whether. She's getting some kind of attention, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. There's something she's getting from it that she, um, you has know, and come uh, kind of like a high for her or something. I don't know. I, and that's what I used to think. I'm thinking it's just because it's familiar, uh, familiarity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she just sees a familiar situation, and so she gravitates towards that. You know, because mm-hmm. that's. Believe it or not, is a safe zone. That I mean, that's the, that's the impression that I get. That's 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 true. That's pretty. That's pretty dead on. It's safe for her. Wow. And she could be trying to um, fix a problem that happened in her childhood through that guy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Possible. That's, that's so true. Now t- tonight's topic is, ladies, what do you want from your man? Ladies, what do you want from your man? One of the top, I think one of the top um, things that you should want is a God-fearing man, whether you're able to accept his ways or not. I, I think that's really important. And number two, Dee, uh, do you think it's important for a woman to have patience, to want patience from a man? Um, yeah, but... To be honest, if he's a godly man, it kind of wraps that up because usually, like, I have friends who are like, you know, this guy keeps saying he doesn't want to commit, blah, blah, blah. But then I have these um, Christian guys, all my, you know, Christian guy friends, not all of them, but most of the ones, um, most of the ones, if they've met a girl and they've um, become friends with her, um, it's pretty much within a year they're talking about either marriage or nothing. So it's more of, gosh, um, and it's not that he's moving fast. He's saying this is what I want. You, if Do you want this or not? Because I'm not going to, they're not going to put themselves in a physical challenge, you know, with this woman and, you know, they're not going to do that. It, so patience, is, from my experience, hasn't been a big deal for a godly man. But um, maybe if he's a little... Spiritually, um, he's he's 
trying to get his come up. He's learning about God, but he's not. He doesn't know every. Um, he doesn't know all of the parameters he needs to set for a relationship. He's a little spiritually challenged. Um, yeah, he's a spiritually challenged on the relationship part. Because the guy friends that I know that have done that and been pretty successful and they're still married, they, they attended some kind of workshop on how to court a woman or, you know, they 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 went through a process and so they kind of know, have a game plan coming into the thing. Um, but the uh, my guy friends who are just, you know, they just joined church. They've been going for a couple of years, but they have not been in some kind of program or haven't been around guys, um, a lot of married guys that are Christian guys. They don't have any um, guidelines to set. So, Wow. Brian, she set you up pretty much for a question. <laughs> I'm actually just uh, blogging this new seminar, How to Court a Godly Woman if You're a Godly Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, what what do you think the relationship is going to go if it's not a godly man? I mean, we we have so many people that are out there dating, and, and Brian, I know you want to touch on this, so I'm just bringing it back to you. Oh, I can tell you. I mean, I was just over at the university today, and I was teaching about direction as it uh, relates to abstinence education. And you know what I do when I'm talking to a young adults is I try to show them a path and where that path can lead them, either to, you know, satisfaction or destruction. And, you know, as I was talking to the youth, many of them came in, and they had this preconceived notion about, what? wait, wait a minute, you want to talk to me about abstinence? You know, I'm a 19, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old man. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to abstain, you know. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to do what I got to do, you know. And I've already been doing what I got to do, and so I had to teach them about what they were doing. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was funny because many of the kids didn't want to stay. And once I started really teaching them about, okay, here is the path that you're headed down. You know, I had this analogy that I used, and I said, if I gave you, uh, I said, you know, right now there's estimated one in four women on college campuses and one in four teens in the state of Florida are infected with some type of STD. Mm-hmm. I said, so if I gave you a gun that has four chambers and put a bullet in there and spun the chamber and told you to close your eyes and pull the trigger, would you do it? And I said, it's like, no, but I could just wear a condom. I said, so, okay, now, if you're going to do it anyway and wear that condom, okay, that gives you a better chance. So condoms are about 99% effective. Give me a gun with 100 chambers and let me put a bullet in it, spin the barrel, you close your eyes and let me shoot you. Would you do that? And they said, no, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. I said, but that's what you're doing because if it's not 100% effective, it's like having one barrel, one bullet in the chamber. you got that 1% chance of shooting yourself and killing yourself. Would you do it? I said, see, what, what the plan is is to get a wife. That way you don't have a bullet in the chamber. So you can spin that barrel as much as you want and fire off that gun as much as you want, you ain't got a chance of killing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the type of direction that I think we need to take our relationships. I think this this is what our women need to look for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Brian, let, me, 
Let mm-hmm. me let me go to the to the lines. I have a, a really good friend of mine right now who's calling in from the seven five seven area code. Ferris, are you there? Uh, I'm here, Greg. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Ferris, I want to ask you the question and welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Right now, I have on Dee Stewart and Brian Henderson. They're they're, listening, they're on the show right now. But what do you think as far as women? You know, what what do women really want from their man? Do they really want a God fearing man, or do they just want a man? Uh, to be honest. To be honest, brother, uh, right now I'm just really learning once again uh, what a woman is because what I thought was a woman is not what I what not really is what it is. Wow. So, so it's real hard to answer that question. But a lot of my sisters, it's so hard for them to deal with us because we've been acting so foolish out here in the streets that uh, it's I. I Greg, it's so hard to answer that question because I, I wanna, I want me a good woman, but I got to learn how to be a good man first. So, really, I, I understand. I do need counseling, and I need to be around some good, God-fearing men, some married men, so I can learn how to be a good husband. So, in order to, and, until I learn how to be that kind of guy. Uh, I'm not even finna ask for a wife, brother. I really, it's just so hard right now because it's so few examples out there. I'm wow. glad. I, I'm glad I got back in contact with you, brother. Yeah, I'm glad you got in contact with me as well. And you know what? You you bring up some very very powerful points. And and fair, stay on the line. We're, we're gonna we're, your mic is gonna stay on. So stay on the line. We're gonna come back okay. to you. Um, deep. You heard what he said, and, and that's so transparent, the, the things that he said. It takes a man to say something like that, Absolutely. to say that he he doesn't know how to act. He doesn't know how to love. He doesn't know how to be a man, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, D, what, did, did you have any comments to what he, what he was saying? I thought what he said was, was great, and I... Um... What I, but I think women, even if he said that to some women, they would tell him, no, you're good. You're good to go because wow. they want to be with a guy, and they feel like sometimes they feel like we can, we can um, train a guy how to be a good guy, and I, that's not exactly so. I think mm. the guy, um, from what I've been taught and from the experiences that I had, the guy – you know, he needs to know what he's supposed to be because he, he, if he's going to be the head of the house, he's got to be the head of the relationship at the beginning. And he, um, the guy, you know, we were talking about abstinence and um, you are talking about the statistics. I'm from Val Austin. It's horrible, uh, the HIV statistics there. But uh-huh. not only that, uh, uh a woman, a godly woman, needs to look at a man and say, I'm looking for a man who's going to protect my family and my family's future. So even if you don't have a child, you want a guy who is thinking enough of not just you but your family that you don't even have. He's 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 looking down the road. He's, you know, planning out, thinking about the future okay. of your family. And so he wants to protect you, you your health, the child's health, and his health. And if you are a, a single parent and you meet a guy, he's still doing the same thing. He wants to protect your health, 
your child's health, the, the child you have, and his health, and any children you may have to come, or if he chose to adopt. And and some women don't think that way. Don't they don't let the guy be provide and 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 be the backbone of the family. And I don't know where we. I, like I said, I think we get it from being having to be or feeling we have to be so independent because we we have our we work and we um, we do what we do that we don't um, let the guy be the guy. And if a guy, I, I know some girlfriends. If that if 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 the man on the phone said he's not he doesn't know what it what it means, she'd say, "Oh, I teach you. I mm. teach you. Don't worry about it." <laughs> wow. You know and. Mm. But you know what he's saying is, I'm I'm I want to be I want to be good I want to be right for you, so let him go and do what he got to do. You, you know, you know but the, I, uh, I I want to add to what the brother said, and I think the brother has you know he showed great courage to come mm-hmm. out and say something like that, you know because I I believe that once you get once you once you come to the realization of this is who I am this is where I stand and this is where I need to go, then you begin to move forward. And anything prior to that, you're just moving backwards, you know. And I think it was important that the brother said, I need to be around married men that are, you know. Basically what he was saying, he says, I don't need somebody to tell me what success is. I need to see it for myself. I need to see a picture of what I need to be as far as a successful man and a successful husband. So I need that picture. You know, he said, I need to be around some successful brothers, some successful men that are married, you know. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of our sisters, what they'll see is they'll say, well, such and such is married and my clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. I need to get a man so I can be married too. And they don't really look at the successful marriages. They see somebody that's together and they got cars and they got houses and they got lots of money and they they say that's what the successful marriage is supposed to be. Uh But I beg to differ. I think a successful marriage, you know, I think about how when grandma and grandpa didn't have a whole lot, but they had a lot of kids and, you know, they were successful with each other. They stayed together for 60, 70 years, you know, and when, when one of them passed away, the other one never thought about going to somebody else. That tells you how successful the marriage is. Mm-hmm. And, and longevity, I think. Uh, my girlfriends that I have, if if one one girlfriend gets engaged, they're okay. But when a two or three in the, in the circle get engaged, then they start feeling some pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of saying, well, hmm, maybe I'm... Either I'm getting married soon, or I need to get myself together. They're starting to feel pressure, and they're and they're coming out of, they're they're losing balance in where they mind should be set on. Um, they're thinking something's wrong with me, or my girlfriends, or my mom, or somebody's gonna think something's wrong with me if I don't get married soon because my friends are all getting married. Mm. And that's the case. That happens. That happens a lot. And you know what, D? That happens to men. Men are pressured as well when their when their guy friends started getting married, and they're no longer hanging out with them at the gym, and they start. I mean, men start talking about that stuff. Believe it or not, men do talk about that. Well, they, they need jump. somebody to take care of them. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> Mama then told him to stop coming to the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that 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 too that too, and you, you know a man will ask his friends. He will, you know he will allow his friends to help him. I want to marry this girl, but she's not the one for me. But I've been with her for so long that we tolerate one another, and we're just so used to being around you know one another. But there's no way I can marry this woman. So you know that's so true. Do you have a lot of women are pressured, and a lot of men are pressured, but. And, and I want to say this about a marriage or, or a relationship. If you don't have God at the beginning, uh-huh. in the forefront of any relationship that you're in, regardless if it's your husband or your wife or on the job between you and your, your supervisor and, and your supervisors and just just people in general, if you don't have him as the head, if you don't have him out front, that relationship will not work. Uh-uh. I agree. It, yeah, it, it it just won't work. And Brian, let's bring Ferris back in because I I I know he's not done. Ferris, are you there? I'm still here. Yes, you know, I was just talking about having God in the forefront of any relationship. How important is that? What? How important do you think that is? Man, I, I, it, it's the most important part now because you know if man puts something together. It's going to always have ups and downs, and you might fall off. But if God put it together, he puts you together for a reason. And and I want to go back to a point. I know the sister was saying, uh, you know, a lot of men want, want their woman to tell them what to do and all that. I'm, I can't speak for a lot of other guys, but I'm a manly man. And I know that God gave us a purpose. He gave us position. And uh, I just truly believe that, you know, if I be around other God-fearing men that are married and they got God in their life and God is the head, the sit at the head of their table, you understand where I'm coming from? Yes. I, I will learn. I will learn because God, God has blessed me with the ability, but it's a lot of time that the sisters, you know, they want you to have this in place and that in place this in place, and you got to have this or that. But to me, it's not about that. It's about, you know what, I didn't got to a point in my life, yeah, I made mistakes, I did this and I did that. But you know what, God is at the head of my life, and he's built me up to this level, and he's saying, you know what, son, I, I want you to have a wife. And, and you know, uh, and it's just so hard, and, 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 and like right now, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not scared, I'm not scared, but I really don't know where God is going to lead me. And and it's getting to the point where now I just got God in my life. I know i got a lot of work to do, and I'm ready to work. I'm ready to be a soldier for God. But I understand I want a wife, but at what point is at what point am I going to be able to learn more about being around married men. I'm trying to get in church now and find me a good church home, but a lot of times people want you to uh they 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 want to they want they want to talk the talk but they don't want to walk the walk. Yes. And Brian Brian attends a church where this is something uh on a regular basis where men get together in fellowship. Brian, I know you want to touch on that. Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, that we have been doing on a small scale and, and starting to grow and, you know, and just blow up, I, I guess, for uh, lack of a better word. 
is really starting to catch on amongst the men. And, you know, I actually had an opportunity to to talk to the men, you know, and present my idea for the future of our young men. And, you know, one of the things I told them about was, you know, we got to start talking to these younger men and teaching them how to be real men, you know, because we don't want to have to um, go back to, like, uh, to the brother that just spoke. You know, he doesn't sound like he's a teenager. So, you know, he's been he's been out there and he's had these experiences, and he shouldn't have to be going back to learn how to be what he was called to be. Mm. You see, he should have been being nurtured into that. And, you know, and I truly believe that we wouldn't even be having this topic to talk about, ladies, what do you want from your man, if we had enough men that are real men going back and teaching the younger men how to be real men because the ladies wouldn't have anything to complain about. They wouldn't have to ask for anything because we would already be giving it to them because we wouldn't have to learn on the fly. And I think that's what a lot of us have done because we haven't had that solid foundation of men teaching younger men how to be real men. We've been learning from, you know, MTV and the BET Rap City generation, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Brian, I'll say this, and I want to go to D. Selfishness is the beginner of all sin. Selfishness is the beginner of all sin. D, when I I say that, uh, a lot of times we have a lot of women that are selfish. And And they're in a relationship, but they're selfish in that relationship. I just watched the movie, Not Easily Broken. I'm not going to tell you about the movie, but you need to go out right, and watch it. You need, to, you need to watch it and listen to it. We get so wrapped up in the things that we want to achieve in our lives that we, we don't do what's necessary when we become married, and that is becoming one. We have a problem with that. So, D, as a woman, and I know you talk with a lot of women, what is it about them that they feel that their standards have to be met on every level? Basically, what, you know, basically what I'm saying is, do they not take into consideration what the man wants? Um, no, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's, like I said, I think it's, and I, I could be saying the wrong word, but I think it's part of being un, um, being unbalanced. I, um, although I have my own business, I came from. I worked in engineering and architect, architecture and engineering, and I worked around a lot of guys, and I worked in a field that was mostly male-dominated, and I was really good at my job, but to, to work in that industry, you have to be a kind of a tough girl, <clears throat> and um, so I was kind of tough, and and then to come home every day, and then it changed out of being tough to just a girl is after years it's hard to do you you become that tough person you mm-hmm. you you're focused on um your 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 boss um seeing you as equal um and a lot of i come from a um i graduated from all women's college and um a lot of them have gone on and become um um senators and mayors and um and they're in these um fields where um, they're very ambitious. When you go to a woman's college, I have friends who ask me, why would I go to a woman's college? And I said, well, I have a twin brother. I grew up with a guy all my life. I want to have some girlfriends. 
Um, but going there um, to a school like that, the women who do attend that school are very ambitious and focused. Um, um, and so they have these huge um, ideas of who they want to be, and they and they um, work hard to be that. But it's you it you can become imbalanced when your focus is ambition and power, because that's not what we were created to be. We were created to be nurturers and and to um, and to help. And so um, we're doing jobs that um, kind of take us away from what we are in, internally created to do. And when we meet a we meet a guy, we try to do those things. We 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 try to nurture him, but at the same time, this power that we've um, have come to know you know, um, it's also eating at us. We're powerful. Um, I have this kind of job, and I need this guy to get on my level. Or, um, I, you know, I can't, I can't date this guy because he can't. My, my boss or the people that I'm with um, wouldn't understand why I'm in a relationship with that kind of guy. Because some of us, even guys, to look at the guy, the people we're with as status symbols. So. We we come we kind of become imbalanced. We just do. I mean, I I thank God I have a twin brother because I, like I said, growing up, um, I was really aggressive as far as um, math and science. I did. I was. I really loved math and science. Um, and I had a, a great great grandma who who would tell me, you know, you're a lady. You can't go out there and play ball with those boys no more. You got to come in and be a lady. So I had I always, I always had people trying kind of giving me this line saying, okay. This is as far as you go, okay. You need to come on back over to the girls' side, and I didn't feel like I was. It was being chauvinistic, or I couldn't do anything a boy could do because clearly I could. I, I was topping my class, and I, I helped out a lot. But it helped me later um, in these type of this type of careers that I had because I was very, like I said, I was very tough, and I am. T- I am t- even in PR. Um, I am tough. Um, when a um, a journalist or somebody doesn't do a client of mine right, I'm pretty hard. Um, but um, I've um, it it makes you imbalanced. Um, if you are like that, if you're on all day like that, if, particularly if you're a woman, because that's not what you were created to be. You were created to be um, the defender of the universe. You were created to kind of like nurture the universe and feed the universe, but not defend the universe. So. Yeah. Yes. And and so we come into these relationships like that. We're already on the defense of coming in. We're trying to protect ourselves. And yes. We have another caller from the 972 area code, Brian, and I think this person, uh, they, they have a question that they would love to ask. Caller, are you there? I guess we lost them, Brian, but I, I'll, read, I'll read her question. Her question is women want, well, not a question, but her answer. She's saying that women want a man confident enough with who he is, and and they want that person to grow to a higher level with her and have a relationship with God. So uh, that's 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 a woman, Brian, that just just sent that you know that thing to me, and I'm putting it out there, and that's pretty much a lot of the stuff that we've been discussing already. I think the number one thing that we can all agree is that, well, maybe they don't accept it, but women want a God-fearing man. 
They don't you know, want the responsibility that comes with it, though. <laughs> I can't say that I disagree with that because I do believe that all women want a God-fearing man. But I think where 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 this comes into play is that a lot of times when when they're not ready to receive that type of man, they get spooked when they see him. <laughs> you know, because if you don't understand what a God-fearing man is, when you when you get him, then you're really at a disadvantage. So you're asking for something that you haven't, you know, and I, and I think it's with a lot of people, you know, they see it and they want it. It's like you want a Mercedes Benz. You want to buy, if somebody gave you a brand new, brand new Mercedes, you would not turn it down. You take that car and you drive it every day. But when it came time for you to get the oil change, mm-hmm. then reality would hit. And you had to pay that $700 for that oil change, you know, every 6,000 miles. Then the reality hits. You're not prepared for it. And I think that's what happens. A lot of the women that want these godly men aren't prepared for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they aren't prepared to have to deal with the the mindset of a godly man. You know, they're not prepared to deal with the fact that this godly man is going to want to lead because that's what a godly man does by nature. Mm-hmm. He leads, you know. And are you willing to follow a godly man is should be the first question that they ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to submit to this man as unto the Lord? Mm-hmm. You see? And then, because if this is a godly man, he will love you just like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Mm-hmm. See, I think those are the two most misquoted and overly misquoted parts of Scripture that people use to try to defend who's supposed to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Well, you're supposed to love me no matter what. Well, you're supposed to obey me. You're supposed to submit to me. You see? Yes. And what I think the Scripture is trying to tell them is that, look, you got to do this the way God would do it. You see? You can't do it the way you think you ought to do it. you got to do it the way God would do it. That's so true. That's so true. And I think if they finally get, if we finally get that across and get that message delivered and put into the hearts and minds of men and women, you know, again, we wouldn't be on the phone discussing this. Ladies, what do you want from your man? That's true. That's true. Right. You know, because it really should be wives. What do you want from your husband? <laughs> mm-hmm. We have about a minute left. I, I want you to touch on the leader, the, the, the man leading, and why women won't let them lead, or they don't want to release that what they think is their power and, and their strength in the household. We have about a minute left. Me? Yes. Oh, um, well, I wanted to touch based on what um, Brian just said, also about a godly man, is that women, um, godly men, are not going to be so touchy feely in the beginnings of that relationship they're going to be friends with you but they're not going to you know an ungodly man is going to hug on you and kiss on you and all kind of stuff but a godly man is not going to do all that because he he doesn't want to put himself in a him or you in a position where you're going to be compromised spiritually so and some women can't deal with that either they think the guy doesn't like him if he's not all up on him all the time that's so true. 
That's right. That's reserved for marriage. Marriage has its benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Sex was not created for the unmarried. You're absolutely right, Brian. That's right. All right. Well, Dee, we thank you for joining us yes, and chiming yes. in tonight. And I'm also Ferris. Ferris, Ferris as well and all our other guests and folks that listened in. We appreciate that. Uh, we want to tell you that we'll have another show on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. on the Abundant Solutions Hour at at 9 p.m. on Wednesday, where we'll have another great show. With that being said, Greg, I think we accomplished our goal tonight of helping others be more, do more, and have more. Ladies, listen up. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we thank you. Good evening. and God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.